Real Podcast. So today we have Manny, who is my friend and coach. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name's Manny, but most people know me as Chief Chikaviro. Um, there's a bit of a story behind that, but we won't get into that too much. Um, I am an online coach. I've studied a diploma in sports and exercise science. I've got my level three uh, personal training and I have a master's in anatomy and physiology. So I'm a bit of a brain box. That sounds so... Yeah, we love that. This is good for the (laughs) (laughs) This is why you're on the podcast. Well, there you go. Yeah, so you coach me. I basically just bombard you with questions. You just throw science at me, don't you? Yeah, that's the thing. I think my page is a little bit different from most people's because I go really into the science. And like when I have clients, I want them to understand why they're doing things rather than me just saying, do this, because you're always going to come back with the same question. So when you understand something, moving forwards, if I give you an instruction, you know why you're doing it and you don't need like constant check-ins to be able to accomplish something. That's the best way though. Yeah, I was about to say, that's the best type of coaching because there's no point just being like, do this, do that, if you don't know why you're doing it. So Exactly. Yeah, that's really good. So we're going to start off by basically, could you tell us a positive thing that's happened to you this week? Funny that I should say this, but I'm actually taking a couple of days off the gym and I've been focusing on spending time with friends and family and it just like getting some real downtime that's cute that's so nice you would have thought you'd pre-plan that considering what we're talking about today (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) that was off the fly off the fly (laughs) um that's yeah that's very nice yes so should we get into today's topic then yeah so today's topic's gonna be about rest periods and the impact on training um because well, a lot of my clients like don't like to take rest because they think that they're not going to make progress. Yeah. And mm. it's like detrimental, even though it's detrimental to not take rest. So, yeah, it's literally the complete opposite, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. yeah, speak to us. Give us some knowledge, please. <laughs> the thing is, like, one of the things I like doing is I like using analogies to explain stuff, not always like going to the science. Give us an analogy. From a base term, when I look at like when people, there's this massive misconception about rest being such a negative. And I understand because obviously if you take like two weeks off, you're always going to go back and feel a little bit weaker or feel like you've, you've lost some strength or fitness and it takes like a couple of days to get back into it. But when you compare it to anything else, and for instance, I'll use an analogy. It's like, when you're trying to build something up, say cement, you're using cement as the base, right? <laughs> the cement is not solid and you can keep stacking it and stacking it and stacking it and stacking it and stacking it. But the problem is it's not firm because you haven't given it time to set. And that's what the training is like. If you're constantly nonstop training, yes, you're building yourself up, but until you rest, nothing is going to stay in position. And that's where people go wrong because they'll train solidly for like three, four months and then they'll just completely fall off the wagon. Whereas if you train for four weeks, you rest, you recover, you build up on yourself, 
then you train again for four weeks, you rest, you recover, and so on and so forth. You're constantly moving yourself along to a point where you're not just going to fall off and go straight back to zero. You're going to be moving down in stages, essentially. And that's like one of the things that happened to me in the first lockdown. I didn't train much, but it took so long for me to lose it because over the years, I have consistently taken rest periods. Yeah, exactly. And I think that analogy was perfect. And not going to lie, I probably might steal it. Just throw it. I'll give you credit, don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly correct. And I think that's where things like deload weeks come in really helpful and handy. So what's your opinion on those? Uh, I don't... This is the my opinion. Like <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, no, the thing is, right, I feel like if your body is capable of doing something, Right. So at a cellular level, your mind muscle connection that you form when you do an exercise isn't necessarily just about the mass or the fitness or anything like that. It's literally mind muscle connection. It's your body has created synapses that mean that you can perform a task a lot easier and without really thinking. It's almost autonomous. Like if I go into the gym after a year of not squatting, my form is still going to be there. It's just my actual strength isn't. Then over time, I can get back to it. But the problem with like a deload is you're kind of going backwards. Like you're capable of performing at this level and then you're going to go down to this level and then down to this level. And then, you know, what is the point of doing a deload when you know you're at the top Essentially, I think for me personally, what's worked over the years is once I hit a certain point, like let's use chest, for example, if I'm training chest and I hit a certain point in chest and I'm like, right, I can't go any further or I need a rest or my training is changing. I'm not going to do a deload and then do things that I've already done to build myself up. I'm literally going to take a rest. Full stop. Give my body the adequate time to completely recover get my nutrition in, and then after maybe a week or two weeks, go straight back in. And then I'll just build on exactly what I've been working on beforehand without necessarily having to like kind of limit myself for um, a week or two weeks in a deload. It's kind of <laughs> counterproductive. Yeah. Interesting, because I'm newly converted to a good old deload, aren't I? I, I, I hate my deload weeks, but I actually really find them effective for my training so I think it is all dependent like on the person and their goals the way they train and stuff because what I do is I do like max out overreaching weeks the week beforehand and then my body's like I need rest so I kind of that's what I personally do but I know that for other people like I only started doing that maybe six months ago and then before that I never had deload weeks ever occasionally I'd get to a point where I was like shit I really need like a massive rest like you said so i think it's like dependent i guess like when you say a deload week what does your deload consist of uh so what i do is my so i do i train five times a week so my first three days are i will do 90 percent of the weight from my overreaching week and 50 percent of the reps and then my last two days are 50 percent of the weight 50 percent of the reps just to kind of keep the body ticking over. So you know how you were saying earlier about um, when you have like a week or two out of the gym, 
then when you try to get back into it like your body's stiff like you actually it's more difficult almost to get back into it so it's almost just there to keep your body moving to aid recovery um and also you can merge the sessions into kind of one because obviously when you're doing for example on the 50 percent um of the weight and 50 percent of the reps they're obviously going to be really short sessions so you can just like merge them all into one or like that maybe like two or three sessions throughout the week and then rest completely for the rest of the time focus on mobility uh get your steps in and, and yeah. you have you have a your yeah, own coach. coach yeah so that's i've never did it that way beforehand but then since starting with him it's actually worked really well for me what's your opinion on that <laughs> battle of the coaching i still many yeah. different ways to do it yeah yeah no 100 percent. i think your experience as a lifter as well and like you say is based on your goals they a deload does have its place sometimes in a competitive element yes makes sense for the average gym goer a deload week doesn't really make sense because like when you go in and you warm up the warm-up is not what's making you grow it's not really doing anything you're just like preparing your body for activity now, when you do a deload week, because the things you're doing are so, I wouldn't say so easy, but it's not a struggle. You're not pushing yourself. You've already formed those, um, those muscle fibers, that mind-muscle connection, those uh, synapses, they're already formed. So you're not building on anything. You're just doing something you've already done. And in a way, it's kind of like, yes it can help aid recovery because you're constantly doing something. However, what's more effective, having a complete rest and then going in and then, you know, pushing yourself back up because everyone should progressively overload if you have the goal of improving your fitness, whatever that is, strength, speed, stamina, you want to be progressively overloading. So if you take a week off and yeah, you drop down by two, three, four kilos, it's not going to take you long to get back up. And like we say, our, for us, fitness is a lifestyle, isn't it? So it's not like I'm going to stop once I hit a certain barrier. I'm going to carry on. So yeah. taking a week off, I think, is good uh, just because it gives you ample time to focus on other things. Like this week, I'm spending time with friends and family. You know what I mean? Like... I'm not worrying about going to the gym for half an hour for a deload, for instance, because I'm like, you know what? I'm just taking a break. I just listen to my body. Like if like I can't go as heavy one day because my body's just not feeling it, then I'll just do whatever I can. If I'm not hitting the same weights each week or progressing, I don't like, I don't get angry at myself. Like, my- no, nah, of course not. Like, it's like what one body- guy asked me in the gym, how like he was like, you know, how how have you come back and like maxed out certain machines? And I'm like, dude, I'm training for 10 weeks, right? If I start at 40 kgs and then I increase it by two kgs every single week, and you're coming in and you're doing 40 kgs every single week for 10 weeks, at the end of 10 weeks, I'm gonna be far ahead. And you're going to be in the same position. And then you're going to be looking and going, how is he there? And it's like, it doesn't have to be excessive, but it's just consistent, isn't it? Exactly. I liked what you did on your story where like you trained for a little bit, didn't like it, went home. I've done that. 
Yeah, you legends. Hang <laughs> <laughs> like we both we've literally both spoken about this in like the past two weeks, haven't we? I did two exercises, but that's because like I did two exercises and left. I did hip thrusts and lunges, and then I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going home." Yeah, but we didn't we didn't feel well, did we? No, we didn't feel well, but <laughs> still. <laughs> that's why rest is important. Just yeah, but it. I didn't. We didn't beat ourselves up over. Like no. we're just like you know what we're not feeling it, so we're just gonna go home. Like exactly, do you know what I mean? Because rest is more important, and that's. And rest is actually going to benefit us more in the long term than for us to stay there and punish ourselves and put our bodies through something that actually is going to harm it in the like process. I guess. Yeah. If not, if I'm not feeling up for the gym, I'm not going to go. Yeah. Mm. And that's so here's the thing, right? So on your like basis of a deload, do you ever have an actual just a rest week, or is it literally train deload train deload train? Uh, so I do generally five weeks on, one week off. Um, but when I say off, that's my deload. But for example, I had a deload the week before last and I went to the gym once. And the time that I went to the gym once was this session that we were just talking about where I literally went did two exercises. It was like, I'm not feeling it. And then didn't go. And I literally, I did, I've got, I do mobility four times a week just because my mobility is awful. I did that at home and that was my week. So as it happens, I took basically a whole week off for rest. But it kind of, like I said, I'm very like flexible with my approach to it. So although I have like a strict plan to follow, I'm not going to sit there and get caught up over small parts of it. At the end of the day, like for this to be, I want this to be a consistent lifestyle for me. And that's never going to be the case if I'm sat there like doing everything perfectly because life isn't perfect. God, that was deep. Like, no, that makes perfect. sense. I think I think I think you you hit the nail on the head there. Like you, if you want fitness to be a lifestyle, you have to think about sustainability. And in this instance, when we talk about deload, yeah, okay, it makes sense. But when you're forty or fifty, are you going to be able to train every single week throughout the year because of a deload? Probably not. You're going to need time. What happens if you want to go and see people? You want to go up to, I don't know, Scotland for a week. You want to go to America for a week. You want to go, like, uh, do you want to be worrying about training? Oh, no. you know, I've got to do my deal. Or do you literally want to go, right, I'm going to time my training. So when I go on holiday, I am doing nothing. I'm just enjoying myself. Exactly. And you've got that literally so spot on because that's the thing. It's like, it is like... And everything I think within the fitness world it should be especially for gen pop it should be so flexible and e and almost easy to do so you mm. should never be sat there being like oh my god every single day like stressing about what you have to get done within your fitness yeah because yeah, yeah of course in your sessions you should be pushing yourself hard you should be putting your all into it if you can but the actual overall view of it should not be difficult exactly and life is more than just going to the gym like yeah. you need to enjoy life and <laughs> it's like sorry what say, there's more to awesome. life than the gym no there's my life is the gym but apart from that <laughs> no, but... <laughs> there's actually people who like are so gym obsessed that like mm. they don't go out which is fine like i'm not a massive going out person like I'm basically a granny these days, but like, <laughs> you know, if I had plans to see family, I'm not gonna be like, oh my god, yeah, but I need to go to the gym. Yeah, exactly. And on a holiday, like, I don't really gym. Like, 
in Switzerland I went to the gym like twice yeah and it was like such a shit gym but like I, I didn't really care yeah, I was just like it. I was away for three weeks over the summer and I took all my gym stuff with me and I kind of said you know what if I fancy going to the gym I'll go to the gym if I don't I don't I went and I did three sessions each week and actually that was I came back with bigger glutes than when I left so I was <laughs> like yeah <laughs> three so, times a week on holiday is really good yeah but that's yeah. I literally that was purely just because I enjoy it not because yeah. I felt like I had to felt like I needed to mm. so could you quickly I know this is like we probably should have done this at the beginning but could you quickly just talk um anyone listening who doesn't know through the benefits of rest and why rest is important I would say um obviously one of the major benefits of rest for anybody who does anything that is strenuous to the body is it gives you time to recover. And of course you only grow when you recover. I think a lot of people always get it confused. They think the growing is done in the gym is done outside the gym. If you train six days in a week and then you rest one, most of your growing is going on on that day. You're not in the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is one of the, the key benefits. Obviously, the other things is if you rest adequately, you can maintain peak performance for longer periods. Like if you do heavy deadlift, the next week you're not going to be able to hit the same level of power, strength, everything like that, because your central nervous system is going to be completely shot. So you do need rest. Yeah, that's like me. Yeah. My back and bits. <laughs> <laughs> not in like an injured way, but like just because I did such heavy deadlifts and like I'm not planning on doing heavy deadlifts like every yeah. back session. Like just not. Yeah, it's, it's silly. It's not, it's not, once again, that key word, sustainability. It's not sustainable. No. Exactly. And I used to have deadlifts on my fourth training day. And I just found that by the time I got to that session, I just, I couldn't lift anything because I was so not beaten up, but I was so fatigued, I guess, from my first three sessions of the week. So now we've moved that to day two and it's working so much better for me because then I can actually get a good output on my deadlifts, but it's still not affecting me too badly for the rest of my sessions. So it's about swapping things up to see what works for you and your your goals and stuff. I once uh, I saw this meme, right? And it was treat your body how you treat your iPhone when it's on low battery. (laughs) And that just makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. So much sense. Like you wouldn't go out for the day with your iPhone on 10% charge. So don't do that with your body. Do you know what I mean? Your your body needs rest. You need to be at 100%. And and if it is on 10% charge, you're there, you're turning it to low power mode. You're making, you're like, Closing all the apps, reserving sure. the energy. Yeah, reserving it. <laughs> You're doing everything you can to make, and that's what we need to do with our bodies. You need to take rest. You need to eat food. You need to unwind. You need to do things you enjoy. Don't stress yourself and sleep. Yeah, exactly. And sleep. Sleep is so 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 important. And I'm not the best at. We like, don't getting, sleep, don't yeah, we? We we love sleep, but we're awful at getting it. I'd say. We go to bed so late. And, and get up, up so late. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie actually texted me the other day saying that she she said that we need to get a morning routine. I, said, I think yeah, that sure. overrated. Yeah, I was like, yeah, sure, we'll get a morning routine if we happen to wake up 
in the morning. We do in our podcast like in the afternoon. Yeah. Because we're not morning people. Yeah, so I think we'd probably be angry if we <laughs> we'd be fuming. <laughs> It's, it's Dude, this is the thing. I I wake up really early. I wake up at like six a.m. It's mad. But you do you do that for your job? No. Do you, like, do you have a choice? No. Okay, you do it because you choose to. Yeah. I wish I was like that. You know. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried. Once again, it's <laughs> habit, isn't it? Mm. It's just habits. Yeah, but for school, like we had to. But like, I was. I was a zombie. I was a zombie. I'd wake yeah. up and I'd be like dead. Like, but do you know what when? When I went, this was a couple of years ago, I went on holiday to Mauritius and the, um, obviously the time hours are yeah. different. So I ended up waking up so early on all of the days. And what I do is I go down to the beach to like watch the, su- the sunrise and stuff like that, which was so nice. And then for the first few weeks when I came back, I was like, you know what, I'm going to stick with it. And I did for the first few weeks. And I felt amazing waking up so early in the UK. And I got so much done and I was so productive then, obviously. Fell back into my old ways. My problem is I'm productive in the evenings and Same. at night time. So Same. I get my best work done at night. Right. We digress, I'm sorry. Question. <laughs> um, what do you, can you explain the difference between regular and active rest? I think you perfectly summed that up with a deload, really. Active rest is when you're doing things that aren't, so strenuous that you're going to be drained so for instance if you're a long distance runner and you're doing you know 5k uh, per week and you're doing you know 2k days 1k days an active rest would then be going for a walk you know for an hour or doing an incline walk so it's more where like you're cardio not cardio but like more less weights it's just whatever you do, like the very base version of it. So if you're a competitive cyclist, then you, you know, you cycle on a low pace at a slow speed or even mobility days like you mentioned earlier. Like I'll do those. If I've had like a really heavy back session and then it's my rest week the following week, because obviously I do heavy deads once every three weeks. So I, kind of allow my body to rest over that period um but then i'll have a proper rest week where i don't train or whatever every 12 weeks so in that time i i tend to have like a one week of mobility work so like on chest day i'll go in and i'll do very very light exercises just to you know stretch out the fibers get like almost like yoga but in the gym gym yoga and also doing very light work does actually help recover the muscles because you're getting everything like the blood and oxygen pumping to the muscles to help them recover which is great definitely (laughs) (laughs) no that's actually perfect that's actually perfect that i think i i went a massive roundabout way to explain what you just did in one sentence he literally just like stared at you I was just like, I was like, I know I'm not wrong, but I was like, am I wrong? <laughs> no, it was, it was like the perfect explanation. It was like the simplest explanation. No, it's okay. We love the analogies and we, we love the conversation. So it's great. I was going to ask something I've got a question. Um, so rest, rest periods between sets, what is your thoughts? Like, do you time them? Do you think it's important to time them? How long, etc.? Let's talk about your rest periods between sets. What 
<laughs> what are your recipes? <laughs> um well personally i don't time them because i just listen to my body like obviously i don't let myself just go on my phone for 20 minutes between sets like i'm with it but i'm not gonna if i need more than three minutes rest i'm gonna have three, more than three minutes rest but it also depends on like the style of training if i'm doing strength training i may need like 10 minutes if i'm doing a pb i'm not gonna be able to like bash it out in three minutes like do you know what i mean so it actually depends but like normally i'm so used to like training that i just kind of just do it whenever but i do understand why people try and their rest and i do think it's good i just i think it puts too much pressure on me and like if i need more then i'm gonna have more do you know what i mean yeah yeah like i'm kind of i'm similar to that but i do time generally i do time my rest breaks just because it keeps me like yeah in tech it is good i have been known to to have conversations or go on my phone and then realize it's been 10 minutes later and i'm like shit i need to yeah if you get distracted then obviously like it's good or if you're short on time it's a really good way to keep you focused and keep you just like to get in do the session get out again i think that's really useful as well but do you time your rests so i'm a I'm like a mixture because I feel like there's like three different ways you can go about rest in between sessions. You've got people who time and like you can time your rest periods, just keep yourself in check. It's something that's measurable. So over 10 weeks, if you haven't made progress, you can change. That's one of the things you can change. You can say, right, I can increase my rest period or I can reduce it to make the sessions more intense. Then you've got people who don't care at all whatsoever. They'll go on their phone, chat to Billy for about 10 minutes, whatever. They're not too fussed. Then you've got people who intuitively take rest. That's like me. If, yeah. If, if you did an exercise and it took a lot out of you and you need a little bit longer, then take a little bit longer. If you yeah. don't need it, if you don't need more time, then by all means, go straight in. Yeah, well, I'm ready, I'm ready. Yeah, I train quite intense, so I superset everything, and the superset is my rest. What that? Oh, that's. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do supersets. Yeah, so like, say chest day, I do uh, dumbbell press. I'll superset that with bicep curls. But I'll do slow. Yeah, I'll do slow curls, um, nice controlled reps. But then by the time I've done that and the blood's flowed to my arms and my heart rate's reduced a little bit, then I go back onto chest. But instead of wasting time in the gym where if I look at it and go, okay, I had 10 minutes of rest, you know, for on Monday, 10 on Tuesday, over a week, you know, that's an hour I've lost standing around, whereas I could have used that hour for something else. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be like a major movement. But that's so, so that's different to like doing uh inclined press and then fl- chest flies. Like that's a different muscle group, do you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. you're not yeah. like your chest is still like resting, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. So that's a different kind of like superset, but like yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely a mixture of all three types of people. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. You've so, gotta be. You've gotta be. If people come up to you in the gym, you can't be like, oh, sorry, I've got like 30 seconds left. Well, you can, but like. Well, yeah, I was going to say, sometimes that's perfect. Depends, you know, depends who it is. Yeah. yeah, that's true. You know, it's a good way to like get rid of someone, isn't it? Oh, of course. I was about to say, if anyone who 
I go to the gym with now listens to this, they're going to be like, oh my God, that, that time that Chris was like, oh, I've only got 30 seconds left, you need to go away now. They're going to be like, what was she, I know what she was thinking. Yeah, well, sometimes, like, I don't know, I just, when I'm ready, I'll do the next set. Like, I don't really deep it that much, but obviously I know, like, the benefits to timing it and I know that I shouldn't take, like, 10 minute rest if I don't need it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think the perfect, the perfect way is if you train with somebody, you literally don't take rest, but your rest is whilst they're doing the exercise. Yeah, that's me. Because yeah. I train that's with Because you literally just non-stop. Because always, yeah. when you train with somebody, it's always going to be longer anyway. Yeah. Exactly. So you are not be in the gym for two hours from a one-hour session because you're taking so long. Like, it shouldn't be in and out. I never train by myself, so that's basically... Yeah, I find the sessions when I do train by myself, and, like, that's, like... Because quite a lot of the time, I'll train in the gym, and they'll be, like, my friends there as well. They'll be doing their own sessions, but there's, like, in-between chats. But the sessions where I actually go completely by myself, I'll be like, oh, my gosh, this session that I normally get done, let's say, in an hour and a half, I'm doing it in an hour. Yeah, it is way better. it shows you just how much that rest isn't actually needed sometimes. Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Yeah, because it's not like proper rest, I guess. It's just rest because you're being... Like, you, have to wait. Yeah, but you have to wait for the next person. Yeah. And then, well, my uni lecturer used to say to us when we... Um, so we did like VO2 max training and everything like that. And he'd say, if you can talk, then you're not training hard enough. So that's... that. Like, I have that ethos with me even to this day. Like, if I'm in the gym and I have time to talk, then I'm not having an efficient workout. Like I should be yeah. absolutely on my knees, ready to go home after every session. Yeah, like after squats, like my heart rate's like, oh, no. I can't have a conversation with someone. Like I'm on the floor, yeah. like like panting. I'm like, I need yeah, that's to the same like... Yeah, me, like after deadlift squats, like all my big compounds. If, I'm, if I can talk afterwards, like... That, that wasn't it. Yeah, that was warm-up set, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Like, I literally am dying on the floor like... Like drinking. <laughs> I think we've all seen it. You know, like you see somebody like do an exercise, they get off completely fine, they just walk yeah. off and then they're like on their phone and it's like you're not gaining anything from that. Are you? No. Yeah. If you don't look like you've just died after yeah, like, like squat. Yeah, I want somebody to come over and be like, are you all right, mate? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Like, I'm <laughs> like, like everything okay? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when was it that we were literally like lying on the floor because we were like... Walking lunge. It was, it was walking lunges. Me and yeah. Grace are like passed out on the floor, like no, just, like lying there like this, and we we're like we can't move. <laughs> That's like, the best. Collapsing after walking lunges, you know you've done them correct. Literally, oh, they are horrendous. Walking lunges are hell. Yeah, they're good. Though. And also, when you can't feel legs and you like, you like. You can't walk. That is the best feeling. So I made a mistake the other day of doing them. So I normally do them with dumbbells, but I was like, you know what? It was really empty. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to use the bar because then I can get away with hopefully not like knocking people out. Yeah. Um. So I used the bar and I was like, all fine, all fine. I was maybe like one to two reps off of failure. I got to the end and I was like, I don't know if I can get the bar off me. And I just got there and I was like, what am I going to do? So I had to do like, luckily I did like a proper like. What was the weight? Press. What was the weight? It was only like 30. Yeah, but, but literally. Shoulder pressing that after. <laughs> yeah, after doing how many reps I do, I did 20 per leg. Yeah, that's hard. Honestly, 
I literally was like stood there and I was like, there's barely anyone around. I was like, either this is gonna crumble me and I'm just gonna crush the like be crushed to the floor. You should have walked like a rack and then just like I literally just I just luckily I like managed to jump it up and then like like it just went flop on the floor. Like I literally I was like, no, dead. <laughs> God. Well Yeah, I know. So Another thing, so we kind of mentioned earlier that we have both recently had sessions where we were feeling unwell and so we actually left the gym after mm. doing two exercises. So this is something that I'm like very passionate about. But obviously exercising puts stress on your body. Um, when you're ill, it puts stress on your body. So what's like your opinion on training when you're ill or like not feeling it or stuff like that? so obviously i know from the science that when you train you attack your central nervous system your body is depleted and you're more susceptible to injury and illness right because your body is just drained and it's putting all the focus on trying to repair and recover however when i'm ill the first thing that I do is I go for like the hardest session ever. Like I'll go and do pad work or I'll go for a sprint. And that always, for whatever reason, clears me up. Really? Like if, I start to get, yeah, if I start to get a cough, I absolutely cane myself. And I can like physically feel it coming out of me. That's mad. Is that, because I was going to say originally, before you said like it clears you up, like it clears the illness. I was going to yeah. say, well, obviously it's going to make you feel better because the endorphins and stuff. But to actually get rid of it, fair play. I've had like I've had it so many times where like you know you know like in those early days where you, you're getting a cold and like you can't yeah. really train. So once again, going back to rest, this is where I know I can't go to the gym. I can't lift weights because I'm gonna be weak. Yeah. But then I'll switch it up and I'll do something high impact, high intensity, like running, like boxing, and that always always clears me up always feel good after it that's mad yeah do you, it's all right if the answer is no do you know any of the science behind that or is that just like experience it's just experience i mean the science is contradictory isn't it yeah. the science would suggest otherwise hmm. um the only thing i could say of that basis would be um maybe you're dispelling some of the molecules that have binded to your lungs when you're you know like when you're pushing yourself to your absolute limits and you're uh literally dispelling all this oxygen constant and you're getting in a fresh supply and you're rehydrating you're flushing yourself out you're probably getting rid of the, a lot of the toxins that are causing the illness in the first place because yeah. you know when people get ill they do a they do a cleanse you know, they do a juice cleanse. You go to the sauna, steam room, you feel better. I'm just doing that, but through exercise. Yeah. But that, but then that might work for you, but then not someone else. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's down to experience because somebody else might do the same thing and then make themselves worse. worse. Yeah. I, I know I have a good recovery rate, so I know that works for me, but it won't necessarily work for somebody else. And it, well, again, science, everyone's biology is different. So what would your thoughts be on, obviously you're not a girl and you don't have periods and stuff, but do you think training on your periods is like a good idea 
as in obviously it can help with pain but do you or do you think you should just like have a complete rest no no because like see i know a lot of people talk about um shaping training around uh you know a woman's period and stuff like that but i don't think that you should kind of tuck it under like that i don't think like you should overlook a period and just go you know just get on with it and carry on training like oh we'll just reduce the weight i feel like you know it's coming why not take that opportunity to have that rest what, like, do you know what I mean? That's so true. Because I personally I can't go to the gym on my period. Like, I just can't. And it's not just about your fitness either. It's about, your, you know, your mental health. Yeah, 100%. If you're going to be struggling, what is the point? Like, you're doing more harm than good. Sometimes when I'm on my period, like, especially in, like, the first day or two, I'm literally in, I have so many cramps that I literally okay. can't move. Other times, so, like, last week, for example, I was, was last week, no, oh, my God, no, like, three days ago, <laughs> I, for some reason, I decided to go to the gym and it made me feel 10 times better. Like, I don't know if it's the endorphins or yeah. whatever, but it helped. It completely stopped my cramps and everything. So I think it is very much like listen to your body. If you feel like, if you feel 100% like you can go and you'll be fine and it's going to make you feel better, then 100% do it. But equally, if you, like you said, if you know you're going to be in a bad place mentally, it's going to hurt you. You're actually just going to be there having a shit time, feeling shit. Don't go. Yeah. Because sometimes the pain's that bad, like that even endorphins can't. Like when painkillers don't work, endorphins aren't going to work. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I think it's good that we're touching on the mental health a lot because the problem has been that people just, they separate them. They separate mental health to fitness. And it's like, no, you should be happy. You should Literally. be enjoying yourself. I'm not going to do something if it makes me sad. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, the only thing that you should struggle with is the exercise, not the wanting to be there. When people are like, oh, how do you get motivated? You don't get motivated. You either are or you're not. You, know? you either have a goal or you don't. It's yeah. simple yeah. that. Like, no one's forcing you to go to the gym. If you don't want to go, don't go. Like, yeah. Everyone works, well, I say everyone, but the majority of people work a nine-to-five. You're not motivated to go to work. You no. have to go to work, so you go to work. It's the, exactly. it's the same thing. If you want something, you want bigger glutes in the gym, you don't have to be motivated. You just have to have a plan and then do it. And that's it. Yeah. Simple. And I think with, like, so many people in particular, like, gem pop, like, with me personally as a coach, I say to my clients, like, okay, ideally, we need to find something that you enjoy doing. So potentially what they enjoy doing versus their goals so for example let's say they want to grow big glutes they might enjoy doing yoga that's over here but obviously to grow big glutes you need to do like hypertrophy training so I then try to find like a way to include things that they enjoy doing so they're more encouraged to go while still getting to their goals and at the end of the day at some point you're going to have to turn around to them and be like okay well if these are your goals and you really want to do them then sometimes you potentially might have to do something that you don't enjoy it depends how much you want to reach that goal or not. Yeah. And if true. possible, try to make it enjo as enjoyable as possible for them because that's the way they're going to stick to it. They're never going to stick to it if they don't enjoy it. Yeah. I watched for a study where I can't remember who it was, but someone said that, like, if you, that you have more strength when you're on your period or something. I don't know how true this is, but I definitely read it. 
Um, it's different. It's different points in your cycle. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go too in depth, but it's not my area to talk on because you know I'm not that that versed on it. However, there are points in your period where you're stronger and points where you're weaker. So yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, if you if if you're that into it, you can find it. But yeah, I just yeah. Well, my stance on it is whenever I've had a female client, my stance is always the training. I don't obviously ask, oh, so when is your um, cycle? Uh, <laughs> I literally say, that, like, so when I label my training, I label them as days rather than, I don't say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah, Thursday. Yeah, day, yeah. day one, day two, day three, day four. Um, and then there's obviously a rest period in. Now, I will leave it up to their own discretion when they take the rest period and you just let me know and you say look this is where i finished off i'm now taking a rest because i don't want to train okay and then we pick up when you then come back simple as perfect i completely agree with that um so regarding obviously it depends what your um training style is whatever how many rest days would you recommend a week I don't think necessarily it's down to training style. I think it's down to experience. Um, If you can, so like the way I train, I, everything is very meticulous. So I'll train chest on Monday and Friday. There's 72 hours in between those two chest days. And that means that my chest is fully recovered. It only takes 48 hours for a muscle group to fully recover. Now, I'll then train legs Tuesday and Saturday. Again, there's a 72-hour gap. Back on Wednesday, rest on Sunday, shoulders on Thursdays. Obviously, shoulders are engaged with everything. That, for me, has worked one rest day. However, I had to. you have to build up to that. Like, it's not, you can't just go in and, and be okay with that. So I think the general consensus is you need at least two rest days per week. If you're so obviously if you're bulking and you go to the gym six times a week then obviously like you need to eat more right because you're burning more calories yeah i i think if if you're in a bulking phase for instance i wouldn't even recommend going to the gym six six days a week yeah like i went four didn't i yeah four is a smart way it's smart you either push yourself harder and eat more which means you have less time overall because you're training for longer and you're having to eat more and it's going to cost you more or you train less, so you're active less, but in those sessions you push yourself and then you eat. That's the best. I, that's, exactly. That's, yeah. And this is the thing, it's like when, I'm sure you guys have it as well, but when clients come to you and they go, right, so I have to train like five times a week, right? You're like, no, you don't. As long as you've got enough volume for each muscle group within the sessions, it can be split over, you can literally have this almost this identical program put into three days or five days or four days or whatever. Yeah. You're getting that volume there and the intensities there and you're eating right. It doesn't matter if you're doing three or five days, you'll get your goals. We had that conversation <laughs> before, didn't we, Claudia? There was, I think it was one of your clients wanted to go on something stupid like 1,500 calories or something like that yeah. to cut. And it's like, that's not even necessary. Train more. And just eat like a normal person. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't have to eat one grape a day to lose weight. Just exercise more. But it's like, you know, when I did that, uh, the Texas method strength thing, strength program, I literally went to the gym like three times a week. 
I love the Texas method. It's like my favorite. Justin Scott's um, bench and deadlift, or well, and leg press. Yeah. Like yeah. But like, I only went three times a week, and yes, it's so weird only going three times, and obviously only doing squat, bench, and deadlift. But like, it doesn't just because I'm going three times doesn't mean like I'm not. Like, I made the most progress I've ever made yeah. strength wise in doing that than going like five times a week. I remember there was a lot of controversy at the beginning about its effectiveness. <laughs> With who? Like, no, we okay. won't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's move on. Not with me, not with me. Let's move on. <laughs> um, but yeah. Woo. Manny, why did you do this to me? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, put a bit of flavour on the... On the on the Zoom meeting. Not with me. <laughs> Manny, no, I always... Me. Don't I always listen to you, Manny? Yeah, you do. I have a lot of questions, but that's good. Like, if you have questions, oh, that means yeah. you're, like, wanting to, like, know more. Like, yeah, it's not yeah. like... I love when my clients ask me things. I'm like, ask me more. I literally ring Manny in the gym. I'm like, I can't do deadlifts today. Like, like I, I, just, I just don't feel up for it. And he's like, yeah, just don't do them then. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, it's around. <laughs> Oh God, uni days. <laughs> Should we do some quick questions? Yes. Right, we're gonna do some fire questions. <laughs> don't know if I'm ready. Don't know if I'm ready. All right, go on. Okay. Do you wanna if you're wondering, these these are blue light glasses because the light in this room is like there is a lot of light. If anyone doesn't know, Manny's a gamer. Yeah, I'm a gamer. <laughs> Such a gamer. Look at my rig, bro. Look at my like, rig. He's got the TikTok lights. Yeah, he's got what are they called? Strip strip lights? No. RGB. RGB strip lights. Yeah. They're strip lights. They are strip lights. Wait, so can you make them like flash and stuff? Yeah. You're such a TikToker. I'm so, I'm actually so cool. Actually so cool. No, I don't. Oh I'm well you're not. He has a TikTok. I can even even my um the actual light up there as well. It's a colourful one. That's yeah. mad. Yeah, I can change the colour of this room. Wow. Okay, right. <laughs> let's just go. Squats and deadlifts. Deadlifts. Okay. Um, morning session or evening session? Evening session. <laughs> what? Morning sex or evening sex? <laughs> I like them both. I like I'll take them both. Wait, did you think I wrote that? No, because you said mornings. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, where is it? I was like, this podcast is taking a quick turn. This is a, this is a step bro podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, protein shake or protein bar? Ooh, protein shake. Okay. Um, bulk or cut? Bulk. This is Claudia's question, by the way. <laughs> oh no, we got the giggles. Every podcast we do, we get the giggles. Oh, it's really bad. I'm thinking the question's really bad. No, it's not even bad. Pardon? Brunettes or blondes? Brunettes. <laughs> I'm a natural brunette, so. I'll still take it. All right, winning. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, that's Wait, tea or coffee? Coffee. Pre-workout or no pre-workout? No pre-workout. Oh. Pre-workout or monster? 
Monster. Monster or Red Bull? I'm on a roll here. Mon- uh, monster. Yeah. Um, 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 oh, here we go. Rest day or training day? Training day. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to get really deep, like, yeah, but without rest days, I... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love training. I love training. I actually, I don't like rest day at all. So you feel I, lost. You're like, what am yeah, I doing yeah, in my life? I do. I'm like, what? But I like the fact you have time to do stuff. I just yeah. dislike the fact that you're not training. Like, if I don't have a sick pump on, I don't feel right. <laughs> I feel lost. Um, thank you so, so, so much for coming on the podcast. If um, anyone listening wants to find out more about you, where should they go? Um, basically, you can check out my OnlyFans. <laughs> nah, just check me out on Insta, Chief Chikavero. You probably won't know how to spell it, so I'm sure they'll uh, link that for you. But um, yeah, like my page is very scientific. Like, yes, there's a lot of pictures, but there is a lot of inform- informative text underneath yeah. explaining certain principles and yeah, all so sorts of stuff. Yeah. So if you wanna if you wanna if you wanted to to self-educate, my page is the best place to go. Yeah. I'm like a yes, sexy sexy Wikipedia. What I'm saying? Wikipedia. I'm a sexy <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> um, thank you so much and we'll have to have you back on again soon. We'll have outside. we'll have another you can be like our science guru. Yeah. <laughs> And we'll think of another topic and you can just throw facts at us. Yeah, right, love cool. it. Love it. So thank you so much. Thank Bye. you. Thanks for having Bye. me. Bye. Peace.